mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. All right. So we're still on the Sister Wives book. (laughs) Yes. So we are going to, we have two parts left, part three, part four. Brooke's going to take part three. I'm going to take part four. And we are determined to get this done so we don't keep talking about it. So this is the number one New York Times bestselling book, Becoming Sister Wives, uh, the story of an unconventional marriage. Though I do have to say, I did learn some new things, if you can mm-hmm. believe this, from reading uh, part four. Okay. So I'm going to take it over to you, Brooke. Okay. Tell us about part three. So part three is called Family. And so these are the four wives' perspective on Family. family life through the years, <laughs> I guess. Um, Cody does not contribute to this, which seems weird. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying before that Cody. And then I also looked at the epilogue and which is Cody. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he doesn't say shit. Like, no. I just I, I wrote it down and I was like, this is this is he's not saying anything. He's talking in circles. So I, I don't I think the way they structured this entire book is really weird and, and, and not very effective. I understand they've got to. You've got five authors, so yeah. it's a little tricky. But it also gets repetitive. It is. Like, I did the first section that was the matrimony about how they met, and um, this is now getting farther down the road into their family life. But there, there's quite a bit of repetition, I feel yeah. like, deja vu with some of this stuff. But anyway, as always, we start with Mary. And um, so she's talking about... Uh, the first thing she starts talking about is... That when they first were all, so, you know, all three of them and Cody are all living together. She said at first they all four shared a bank account. 
But surprise, that didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) She says that she paid the bills and did the budget. But Janelle felt that she was controlling the money Mm -hmm. and that was bad for their relationship. So they decided to get separate accounts. And she says that the bills were divided based upon income level and they would go to Cody if they had a problem. And then he has to talk to another wife and talk her into giving up some of her money. (laughs) That is insane. It is insane, which is why Janelle doesn't have a house now. (laughs) Exactly. And how just, I mean, can you think of a more just uncomfortable and uh, a a contentious way to do this? He has to go talk another wife out of giving up some of her money Mm -hmm. so that you can pay a bill. Yeah. I mean, that that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah, these people are not good with money and they never have been. Um, She said. Okay, this is when Cody was a salesman selling what? I don't know. She didn't say. So then she says, um, oh, like fast forwarding to when this was written. She says, since moving into separate houses, they have more independence with their money. They take care of their own houses, kids and their own money. Um, She says when the kids were young, Janelle worked full time. And Christine worked part time and Mary was the stay at home mom. Mm. That was that's something interesting. I'd never heard before. Um, then Mary says she's very particular. She likes <laughs> order and quiet. Yes. yes. Well, then that's great. Take care of, you know, five kids under the age of five or whatever, yes. <laughs> whatever yes. they had. There's going to be no order and quiet. Uh, she says she has clear ideas about discipline. Mm doesn't mm-hmm. like it when kids are disrespectful to Ooh, their parents. Okay. Taught the kids to respect each other and their parents and to be obedient. Interesting. Yes. See, you we are learning we new are things. Learning. We are learning new things. This is foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's this sounds very heavy-handed. Yes. We'll get into more about this later. Um she says she does not allow jumping on furniture and <laughs> Over the but over the years, she's learned to relax when it comes to the way kids act in her home. Oh my gosh, that just doesn't sound like a fun. You place know what? To be. Then don't don't get married and have a bunch of kids. I know. Don't be part of if plural you want marriage. It to be everything to be spotless. Yeah, I mean, and Mary always is constantly saying like, "I really wanted to have six or seven or eight kids." I'm like, maybe it's good that you could only have one. That's what Peyton said, too. Yeah. I just thought about that. Yeah. But. Okay. But well, really, that does not match the choices that you made, Mary. Uh, okay. So now I'm always confused. Did they start out in... I think they started out living in Utah. No, I think... Didn't they? Or, cause I she, feel like it was Utah, Wyoming, Utah. Right, right. Okay. Because then she says, when we moved to Utah... And, excuse me. Sorry. When we moved to Wyoming... So I think the very early days of their marriage were in Utah. Then they moved to Wyoming. And that's when they moved on to, I believe they moved on to Cody's dad's ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get more into that later. But anyway, um, again, Janelle was working full time. Of course, <laughs> somebody had to. Uh, let's see. Mary and Christine worked part time. They each had their own house and they could raise their children as they wished. She said, we had different ways of handling our home life. Uh, Mary and Christine lived on two and a half acres and Janelle lived in town. 
Yeah, Janelle this, was probably like, I'll live in town. Yeah, no this problem. is when she, yeah, mm-hmm. she couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> she had to get out of there. She left. She lived 15 minutes away. She dropped her kids off there when she worked. Mm-hmm. So I guess either Mary or Christine were taking care of them. Again, we're back to discipline. They had disagreements about discipline. Christine disciplined Leon and Mary thought that it was extreme. Interesting. Uh it said several of Janelle and Christine's kids, and now she's jumping all over the place. Now we're fast forwarding. She says several of Janelle and Christine's kids didn't accept Robin and her kids, and they were picking on the girls, Robin's girls. Mary yelled at them on a camping trip. This is the one time yes, they caught this they on caught camera. That, yeah. And she was mad that Janelle and Christine didn't back her up. She felt betrayed. And we see that too in the, when they have that couch session that yeah. they talked about. Yeah. And Christine later told Mary that uh, she was out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which she was. She really flipped out. Okay, now, uh, again, these are so random, just random thoughts. Dating. Uh, she said that some kids can't handle dating at 16, and some can. But, you know, Mary, hello, you were married at 19, which means you were courting at 18. Mm-hmm. So I love their their retroactive judgment you know yeah kind of weird <laughs> then she says leon's not interested in dating uh they want to live plural marriage mm-hmm. and she started bragging about their chastity oh yes yeah i always i've always wondered about that that leon when i you know doing my rewatch or watch for the first time how much leon was the one that said yeah. i want plural marriage and and so many things have changed since yeah. that time. I, I do wonder, was that, did they feel like they couldn't be themselves and that the feeling is maybe I'll just, I'll just pick plural marriage. This feels like the right thing to do, or I'll be accepted and loved this way. Well, Cause I, I'm fearful of, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about Leon and yeah, all of that. Well, I mean, anecdotally, it seems like a lot of times when people are not, you know, cis straight people Mm -hmm. and they have feelings that they're not but they're not in an environment where they can say that or live live the way they want to they will try to repress that Mm -hmm. you know by going to these extremes yeah that's and that's what i wondered if that's what was going on uh, or they were very extreme about i want to live plural marriage and i'm saving myself for marriage and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. it could it could have just been but what I wonder is, with Mary being the disciplinarian, I wonder if she, because I do think that, and obviously Leon's her one child, mm-hmm. so I understand that. But I get the sense that she was harder on the other kids than Leon, because I, you know, it, oh it, yeah, it feels like she's always really been so focused on Leon and Leon's j- kind of used to being the, s- the source of attention. This is what Aiden like was the saying. Go- the golden child. The golden or, child. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Cause she was a miracle baby. She was a miracle baby. According to the, the last chapter. So it's just a very weird dynamic. Well, this is the last quote that, okay. I, that I have written for her. She said that she always felt lucky. She had it easier than her sister wives because Leon was so perfect. Oh Yes. So maybe Leon felt like I have to do this. I have to do plural marriage. Like I have to do plural marriage. I have to be chaste. I have to, you know, because 
Leon wanted to be a doctor. Right. And, I mean, really just overachiever. And I wonder if she, he, they felt like they needed to do that. Yeah, I think to so. To just kind of survive. Yeah. And and apparently what, so Mary and Leon don't speak? Is that what's happening? No. I mean, I think, we don't really know what I, happens, but I'm just, yeah. what's the word on the street? I think they speak because, uh, was, was it, um, was Peyton talking about, Somebody was talking about how yeah, they were together at uh, Logan's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So they have a, but I guess maybe they're not as close as they once were. I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. But she's, ha- but like Leon hasn't been on the show or spoken of on the show in quite a while. The mm-hmm. last time Leon was on the show was bef- right when COVID was just starting. Remember they were looking at wedding yeah. venues? Yeah, yeah. So that was a while ago, and I don't think Leon's been on the show. And since. Leon hasn't married. I don't think they've gotten married. They haven't yet. gotten married. Okay. No. All right. So that's uh, Mary's family story. Okay. Oh wow, you're just whipping through this. All right. Yeah. Well, it's all the notes I yeah. have. Okay, uh, Janelle. So I don't like it when they do this. They don't name people. She says some of the adults, <laughs> aka Mary. Uh, did not want Logan to climb on the couches and mm. play with pots and pans in the cupboard. She was more permissive. And there was a great deal of friction the first two years with Logan. With Mary, even mm, though I'm sure she does say that. Because boys are, you know, so serene. <laughs> <laughs> and clean and never mm, make a mess. Yes, you know. yes. Okay, she said each household has different rules. Uh, and when she was talking about household, I think this is like Mary versus Christine and Janelle. She said it's easier to cross-discipline younger kids versus teens. I don't know if that's random. I wrote these notes so long ago. I don't know. These are What's cross-discipline? I think meaning like if you have a group of kids, you can kind of discipline them all together maybe. Mm. Whereas with teens, you have to be more specific. Be more specific or is it the opposite? No, that, that sounds about right. I think so. Probably. Okay. So like if the kids are doing something, yeah, yeah, you say, hey, you guys, you know, stop that. But mm-hmm. obviously little kids have little problems and yeah. big kids have big problems. Um, She says that they were each financially autonomous except for the mortgage and cell phone bill. But they would pass money back and forth to help wives cover expenses. So same thing Mary said but a little more diplomatic. Mm-hmm. And then I have a note written here. What does Cody pay for? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. What does Cody, yeah. yeah, what does Cody what, pay I mean, for? Okay, you're financially autonomous. Okay, well, if Janelle's the only one with a full-time job, and presumably Cody has a full-time job, mm-hmm. although I'm sure Janelle's making more. So that means every time Janelle brings home a paycheck she has to give some of it to i think so mary and christine well i think or, yeah mary and christine yeah I, I i don't know when they were living separately but i think that the mortgage on that lehigh house i could imagine that Je- janelle paid probably the mortgage and mm. you know maybe mary takes care of the phone bill and christine takes care of the heats or whatever or probably it is. cody took care it sounds like cody and Janelle, paid, Janelle paid for the mortgage and the cell phone bill, which uh-huh. apparently is very high, and that the other wives ha- got some kind of allowance mm. from 
one or both of them and then yeah. they could do with it what they wanted to so weird yeah. yeah of course you feel like everything's unfair if this is i mean no wonder they're all just ugh, well yeah having such a hard time with each other and with so many kids and so many expenses yeah i no. can't i i have one child and two dogs and and what it costs to feed them <laughs> and keep them clothed and just the basics nothing yeah. you know not even all the extras that you know that he wants i mean just the basics are so expensive yeah i don't know how they did it well i think they were before the television show i think they were not doing very no, well and weren't. in fact um in a different episode we're going to talk about some sister wives gossip and some stuff that's come out on tiktok and patreon and with the brown children talking themselves yeah and one of the revelations is they were very poor mm-hmm. oh, i'm sure they were mckelty said they were dirt poor mm-hmm. when they lived in wyoming yeah but yeah. we'll talk more about that later i don't want to spoil it <laughs> um okay so now we're on christine Christine acknowledges everyone has different parenting styles. Mm. She also brings up Mary's couches, <laughs> jumping on the couches. This must have really been. Yeah, this the couches must something. have been a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, she says Robin and Mary are very clean and Janelle and Christine don't care as much. Um, she says she just loves to be fun and outgoing and always with her kids. Um, about discipline, she says that she chooses consequences that fit the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that when she finally moved into the one house in Las Vegas, she said she finally felt like she was in control as a mom. Ooh. So I think, yeah, I think with all with when they were living together or mm-hmm. more together, not as independently, I, I, it sounds to me like there was just constant, you know, people usurping other people's yeah. power as a parent and it sounds like mary probably primarily yeah again I, I'm just, this is all mary i mean janelle is not gonna be yelling at christine's kids yeah i think mary was just constantly disciplining whoever was in front of her mm-hmm. well and i think this is very telling when in that interview with payden payden you know says janelle is one of my moms but not mary yeah and not robin and mary's been there as l- much longer so i can understand them being feeling like oh robin came in when i was a, you know a teenager mm-hmm. but the fact that none of them see mary as a mother mm-hmm. is even though she quote-unquote raised them is very telling very very telling yeah okay so she says they don't always see eye to eye on parenting issues she said that she and Janelle have a symbiotic relationship where they naturally gravitate towards helping each other. And she reveals that before they moved into the cul-de-sac that she and Janelle were actually looking for houses together. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. She says that Mary and Robin like having their own space in their own house, meaning they're not going to live with anybody yeah. else. But Janelle and Christine could have uh, could have done it, could have made it work. Mm-hmm. Um that's all I have. Yeah, for that part. And, you know, the other thing with Mary is Rob. You oh, have I have Robin. Robin. I mean, that's it for almost Christine. forgot about Robin. But um, you know what I think is so. What was I going to say what I think is so interesting is the Mary freaking out what was caught on camera, and her freaking out and being the way she was was that just seeing that one episode. I 
while I agree with, yeah, these are your brothers and sisters and you have to be respectful towards them, the whole concept of it. It's a little bit of like, hey, lady, this woman just showed up with her kids mm-hmm. and you, the other kids are kind of like trying to figure out what to be and how to feel yeah. about it. And so there's a, a little or no understanding around like, hey, you know, I'm It's 12. hard for them too. Yeah, this is hard for me. You yeah. know, and we go into a whole thing. Mary const- talks constantly throughout the book about how she had to adjust to Robin being around. And right. she was, she and Cody got into a lot and her her friendship with Robin g- took a tough place. Blah, 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 blah. It's a little bit like, so again, but the know, kids are supposed to yeah. just accept it. No, of course they, they're just, they're just trying to act. They're just trying to, they're being kids. These people... Well, I don't know if I want to say these people to me include everyone, but I would say some of, these some of these people, at least Mary and Cody, the people who brought Robin into this situation, mm-hmm. they felt like, yeah, Robin was just going to come in with her kids and um, they were instantly going to be siblings. Everything was going to be great. Mm-hmm. These kids, the brown kids weren't going to have any feelings about it. Oh, and then by the way, you know, then Robin has a baby mm-hmm. and I and mean, another baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're just supposed to be like, oh, sure. Okay. Whatever you want. And Robin brainwashed her kids into oh, go- yeah. going along with this. They accepted it, you know, wholeheartedly, but yeah, there's just no consideration given to how difficult this was. Yeah. Yeah. No. So anyway, con- anyway that- that's a typical same thing they did with the moves. No consideration given mm-hmm. to moving, how it affected the kids. It was all because Cody wanted to. He decided. Yeah. God told him. Whatever. Ugh. Whatever. So sick the, of God telling them the things. The excuse of the day is. Okay. So finally, Robin. Okay. So she says that she contributed her paycheck to the family. Oh, okay. And then I have a question mark here because I don't remember her ever working. I think that when she first came into the family that she was a single mom, right? And I think she was working. I think she I think she had a job before she moved to Lehigh, you mean? Yes. I think she had a job and then during the this courting phase that was so long because it was 8 months long, I think during the that time I think she gave them some of her paycheck. Well, how was she then able to pay her rent and her bills and no, that's St. True. George? That's a good question. I remember maybe contribute means like, oh, here's 50 bucks. Right. Well, I remember once Janelle saying in a confessional and when talking about how difficult financially, you know, it was, even though they had the television show, they were Mm -hmm. still struggling. Um, They've always struggled, but they were still really struggling in the beginning. And she was talking about how Robin, when Robin moved to Lehigh, she was having trouble finding a job. Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever found a job. I never, I mean, there's no evidence of her yeah ever so working. but maybe when she did she got some kind of part-time job and she had to contribute yeah, part of that maybe. but but my guess would be a part-time job would be less money wage or yeah. yeah but but even then that's you're right she had a separate residence so she had to pay for all that you know yeah she she had her own rent. i mean that, that was the whole thing that this is the whole laughable part about this was in the book they say this several times you know, that they had gotten into right around the time before the show. And Christine talks about this too in the book that but a couple of years before the show, like they had finally kind of gotten a rhythm. 
Mm-hmm. Right, like the three of them the got family along. Routine. They, had, they yeah. had been in this house. They have it this was house. a good house for them. Yeah, it was a good arrangement. Kids were getting older. Life was moving on, and talk about like bringing someone in to just mm-hmm. you know to do something. I mean, truly, Cody and Mary not once talked about you know, hey, financially, should we even be... Like, they're the kind of people that, like, go to the Porsche dealership and then get talked into buying a Porsche. It's like, you shouldn't even go to the dealership. Right. Like, you have no look, business in Look there. from afar. Yeah. Because <laughs> you... They had no business taking on some new person. But again, you, everything's God. God told them. Yeah. You know, so blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So. Oh, jeez. Okay. So then she goes on to say that money was tight. Mm-hmm. But now that we have a TV show... We are working together as a family and we are a team financially. Okay. Um, then she talks about kids looking for food. What? She's talking about how kids come to her, the other oh, kids, the come, kids to come to her come house, her house for looking, f- for food. looking for food. She says, food tends to last longer at my house. My girls and I don't eat a lot. Yeah, the boys, the boys. I'm just saying, I have a boy and he's a little chubby, but... um. But what he eats, yeah, like, no, boys eat boy. I mean, way more. We got him on Friday a sandwich at like four o'clock, and then he's like, an hour later, what's for dinner? I said, I thought that was your dinner. He's like, no, that was a late lunch snack. <laughs> so yes, it's it, and he we feed him dinner, and then he is still eating all night long. That is just every every mom I've met who has a boy will tell me, like, that's how boys eat. It's constant. Yeah. Well, so Rob, those boys were hungry. Yeah, and Robin had a boy. I hope he was getting enough money. Uh, I don't think he food. was. Because listen to this. She says that um, my girls and I don't eat a lot. That She says she and Brianna are hypoglycemic. Well, yeah, because you're not eating. <laughs> that's low blood sugar. <laughs> yeah eat eat a sandwich robin personally i think that robin's got pretty severe anxiety and i think in the beginning that's what did her i think that she was anxious about everything oh yeah and probably couldn't eat yeah she always had stomach problems i remember them talking about that yeah yeah i don't know she says cody is so great before she met him her kids would ask when they were going to get their new dad what yeah even though they have a dad so you think that the minute she divorced that Preston guy, the Preston Jessup, that the minute that was over, she turned to her kids and said, mommy's going to find a new daddy yeah. for you all. So get super excited about your new daddy. He's coming. He's God coming. is coming. God, I've been praying for I've him. been praying every and, day. And yeah. then all of a sudden Cody shows up and oh, here he is. Great. Apparently. And they t- she, like, told, she told them to start calling him dad right away. Yeah. That's, the whole thing is so weird. God. And then she's talking about Aurora and Brianna and they're saying... She's Robin saying daddy's kisses and hugs are welcomed and wanted. What? Yeah. This is in the family section. What is going on here? Well, she's only been in the family for like a year or two. She doesn't have much material. So like this is what she's. So the kids, daddy's hugs are okay, but even you can't even say to daddy, I don't want to be touched. (laughs) Because you do have the right as a as a child to say to your parents, I don't want to be touched yeah. right now. Well, Aurora, you know, we've talked about this. Yeah. It, she's the first person to run up and oh, hug God. someone. Yeah. She's very touchy-feely. Yeah. If she were a guy, she'd be in a lot of trouble. Anyway, and then I wrote down here, you're still new here, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> she's just uh, what a Pollyanna. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. Well, you just whipped through that. Okay. I'll try yeah. to be as fast. So part four is called Celebrity. 
And um, yes, again, there's a lot of repetition in this, um, but I, you know, highlighted because it's the only way or I'm writing a ton of stuff down. So we start with Mary. Mary says she's very been always very private about her lifestyle. So a good chunk of the celebrity stuff is about the show and the development of the show, but it's also about each person's, you know, how private they had to be as kids mm-hmm. about telling Growing people that polygamy. you're, oh, yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. So, you know, we know that Mary came from a polygamous family, but she always felt like she had to keep it private. She felt like she always felt like she had to lie, but lying in their faith is a bad thing, right? As it is in all faiths. Yeah, as, as a human. Yes, exactly. So, but she felt like she had to lie in order for acceptance. And that was always, and I can imagine for kids in this family, you're going to church every yeah, week. Yeah, that is confusing. Where you say, you know, you shouldn't lie, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't deceive people, but then you have to regularly deceive people and lie to them on a daily basis about your whole life. So, um, so then she talks about getting invited to this wedding and she didn't know what to do. Um, uh, so she, uh, she ended up having to sit down with her friend, Scott, and tell him that she's a, a, a polygamist. Um, and that was really difficult. And, but his, the friend Scott was very understanding. So she said, for many years, I've tried not to technically lie. I always tried to answer questions in a way that might make me feel not so guilty, but I was still not being honest. This is a hard game to play. You always have to remember who you told what to. Mm. It was always difficult for me to deny the truth about myself and my family. Lying about our lifestyle transformed something we believed to be beautiful and sacred into a dirty little secret. Something that people might think I was ashamed of. It was an, it was exhausting and frustrating. And I can imagine it must yeah, be really, really hard. That's, and that's so, that's messed up that you put these kids who are innocent, didn't choose this, in that position. Yeah. You know, and then they scare them like, oh, well, yeah, if people find out, you know, your dad could go to jail, you could get taken away. You know, I mean, that's a horrible way to live. It is. It is a horrible way to live. And it is it is very. It's it feels almost like someone who who can't come out, you know, to the people around them where you have to pretend like, oh, I love this person next to me, but really secretly you love someone else. And it is it's it's. I can't imagine how hard it is. I can't imagine what it's like as a kid. And then you become an adult and you get married and then you put your own kids through it. So, mm-hmm. but, um, so, and then she gets into how the show came about. She's like, Cody is a dreamer. That's, which is one of the qualities I love about him. So Cody had talked for more than a year about wanting to do something to show that plural marriage can be so much more than what was usually portrayed in the media, but it took some time to figure out just how to do that. And then she talks about meeting the producer, Tim Gibbons. Um, and she just sort of assumed that, you know, this thing would go away. But um, but apparently she was wrong because Cody did not drop the idea. Mm. In fact, he became more and more drawn to it. Cody felt like he was truly called to the cause. Did she say if? Uh, he answered some sort of casting thing from... I'm going to tell you how it came about. Oh, oh, can't wait. Yes, yes. Because when... And it's interesting, when Mary talks about it, it's sort of like, okay, and suddenly you meet a producer and this is what happens. And you're like, well, how did you... How how did you find this producer? Yeah. Um, So she was very, you know, as she thought about it, she was very worried and fearful about going public, felt like it, but she felt like it was the right thing to do. And, or Cody convinced her it was the right thing to do. Cody explained that this show was important and necessary. 
We needed to step out from the shadow of Warren Jeffs and the FLDS, who for too long had been the face of polygamy, which I agree with that one. Mm -hmm. I can understand that because before we saw them on our screens, we really only saw, um, you know, what we saw on the news. Child brides and stuff. Yeah. Um, So she said, eventually, I also felt the call to go public with our story. It just took a little longer than it did Cody. In the end, I agreed to do the show and prayed for the best. Um, And also, she said that she wanted to do it because she wanted Leon to see what was going on. Like, I think she wanted Leon to feel like they could be public and open about Mm -hmm. who they were. Though at the time, Leon was going to one of their church schools in this church. So all of her all of their friends are part of this. But this was another reason why she wanted this. Um, uh, Mary says that Leon didn't have a lot of experiences without with outside of religious community. But a bunch of the kids, other kids did. And so it sort of allowed the other kids to be more public. Um, She says, when we thought about doing Sister Wives, I knew that if all went well, the show would make it possible for Leon to live openly without feeling judgment or oppression. Um, So they had to adjust their lives to being filmed. Um, This I thought was interesting. One of the things that I am particular, one of the things that I'm very particular about is not letting myself be seen without my makeup. Oh, when Tim Gibbons, our producer, wants to film an early morning episode, I'm up an hour beforehand getting ready, doing my hair and makeup. This way, I can truly look like a TV star waking up in the morning with perfect hair and makeup. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I never thought about that till you said it, but it's true. And especially now, Mary wears like a, a lot ton, of makeup, a lot of makeup, way too much makeup. And, and yeah, none Chris, of it flattering for Christine her. Christine is usually either no makeup or very little makeup. Same with Janelle. Mm-hmm. Robin, we know she put draws no. in those eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then she gets into, right, what it's like to have a camera crew there. You get used to it over time. She says that the producers were always really generous to leave the room when we needed privacy to deal with a particular difficult matter. Um, Of course, the production staff does push and probe us. They want drama after all. Since I'm a black and white person, I don't hold back even on TV. It's not in my nature to sugarcoat things, even for national audience. On TV, as in real life, I can only be my honest self. The Mary you see on the show is the person you'd meet face to face. So she then gets into what she calls the couch sessions, which are the, um, why can I think of the word? Confessionals. Confessionals. Thank you. So one of the big things that came out is the couch sessions in which we talk about issues and problems were a real wake up call for our family. We had to learn how to think before we speak. Oh, so apparently they didn't think before they they spoke. But what they talked about was that these couch sessions really turned into a f- public form of therapy issues that were normally dormant or quickly, quickly brought up out into the open. Um, one of the things that the producers were eager to dig into was her relationship with Robin. They latched onto my struggle with Cody and Robin's courtship and exploited it into a major storyline. I can't really blame them. After all, this was, in reality, what I was dealing with at the time. What do you mean her problem with it? She wanted it. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last time. See, the, this was the whole thing, right? Mary Mary eyed Robin. She and Cody eyed Robin around the same time. Uh-huh. She really pushed for it and wanted it. And then regretted it? And then regretted it, okay. right? Because... I thought that came a lot later, though. I didn't realize. It I didn't was realize it came so quickly. sooner, but it, it it's been alluded in this book, and we've we've seen that before, where she talks about this that she 
that, you know, basically, you know, I think they were a little bit of a happy-go-lucky threesome, you know, hanging out. And, and then, then as soon as it wasn't a threesome anymore. Yeah, and then they, Cody and Robin wanted to be alone for their courtship. And and then Mary, again, you've been through this twice before. Yeah. So what you did, did you think was going to happen? Yeah, but again, I think that she... I think that she really liked Robin, but I think that she felt more threatened by the relationship than by these relation the relationship that Cody had with Janelle or with Christine. Mm. So I think that's what got her super jealous. Okay, but everything was coming up in these um, couch sessions. Um, let's see. Oh, and she says uh, they're talking about like when the first season is released. She said. Um, it was, you know, it was great to wa- watch the show. I love our collective strength and maturity that has developed. Of course, there are still some moments during that first season that, while interesting to the public, I have chosen not to watch. One of them being the honeymoon episode. Mm. Um, and then she talks about how right before the first episode premiered, an article uh, appeared in the Utah newspaper about the family and the upcoming reality show. Um, and then she goes into this whole thing about how she was working at a re- rehabilitation center for troubled youth at the time, which was so bizarre because I think two or three years later, she goes in, because I read this in the book, yeah, but she goes into this whole thing where she wants to go back to school to get her degree so she can work for troubled youth, but you're already working with troubled youth. Well, she probably wasn't working in a capacity. Maybe she wanted to be like a, a degree, therapist, like a yeah. counselor or something. Yeah. Um, but, and then apparently her work, you know, she said no one was concerned for six weeks, but the day after the season premiere of Sister Wives, the the Lehigh City Police Department sent out a press release that they were investigating the family. The next time I went to work, upper management called me into the office and fired me. Ooh. I was devastated. All I wanted to do was help troubled kids. And I was being terminated because my employer was afraid of somehow being involved with this police investigation. Um, the The her her the the troubled youth rehabilitation place basically they told her like hey mary what happens if the police show up here at the facility you know these these kids and the family their people are here already being traumatized like Mm -hmm. we can't really have cops coming up and we can't do this so that's why she was eventually let go um and then their kids started coming home every day um, on a daily basis saying that new, they were getting new questions and comments constantly, um, about the show, about what was going on with the show or, you know, your dad's going to be persecuted, well, all know, that kind of can stuff. Can I just interject? Yeah. This is classic, you know, classic Browns. They do this thing, but they don't pre- do any preparation for yeah. the fallout. You know what yeah. I mean? They just, they just do it and... What did you think was going to happen? Didn't you didn't think you didn't prepare your kids for you didn't think I don't know. Well, but they they get into I don't know if it was <clears throat> they do talk about how when the opportunity came up that there was tons of discussions and discussions and discussions about the family like weighing the pros and cons and pros and cons of the whole thing. But just among the adults probably, do you think? Yeah, but I guess the thing was it's interesting. I do think that they think and talk through a lot of things. But where they land is always very strange, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, telling even the whole move to Las Vegas, they told the teenagers and then they they told all the other kids three days before. It seems a little like they don't deserve to know at right. least a couple weeks ahead or a month. I mean, and they never got to go back to school and say goodbye to their friends. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that it's I don't for so many opinions. They they really I don't quite understand where they land. Um, 
Anyway, so then she talks about their move to Las Vegas and having to flee Las Vegas. Um, Let's see. She says, we are proud to be a family. It's also great to get so much positive feedback and support from complete strangers on the, from complete strangers on the street. However, I don't think I'll ever get used to people coming up to me and telling me that I'm their favorite wife. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense to me. I thought that was kind of (laughs) interesting. I was like, okay, you had to get that in there. Yeah. Um, she said, I was so excited when I had the opportunity to introduce myself to Matthew McConaughey, oh. only to have Robin and Christine ruin the moment by acting like giddy 14 year olds around him. I had been a huge fan of Matthew's for years. Um, although it's not true, I often tease Cody about Matthew is the reason I let him grow his hair long. Not Keith Urban. <laughs> um, oh, that's doing Matthew McConaughey dirty. Let's not compare those two yeah so and then you know she says i have my ups and downs um you know it's hard with the negative publicity once you become a a public figure you lay yourself open to that um i know that there will always be someone who has something unpleasant to say about my marriage my hair my weight or any other number of other things it just comes with the territory my way of dealing with it all i choose to ignore the polls and commentary on the internet about our show or family members i have more important things to do with my time and that's Mary. Okay. <laughs> so Janelle, um, again, Janelle gets into, because Janelle came into this, uh, she didn't grow up with it. She grew up as Mormon. Um, so she didn't have all those fears that Mary and Christine and Robin um, had growing up. But again, she, you know, was obviously just being a polygamist. There's always these fears about being split up. Um Janelle says that she, let's see, while we were filming the first season, I got swept away by the project. It was exciting. A new energy had been injected into our lives. The summer before the show aired, I was stressed out beyond belief. <laughs> I was just like, okay, we're, so I think she was super excited about it. I think that she um, was excited about it, but then, you know, when it got closer and closer, which I understand yeah, she got, um, she got uh, more and more anxious. This is interesting. I couldn't put my worries aside, even going as so far as to seek counseling at one point. Mm. This annoyed Cody. Before the network announced our show as part of the fall lineup, Cody told me, you need to think more positively. This is a positive thing for our family, our faith, and the world. I tried, but I'm more of a realist than my husband. Hmm. So, so, so caring, Cody, when your wife yeah. goes to you and says, you know, so I'm really supportive. I'm really stressed out about this. Um, and then she gets into, let's see, she, before we traveled to Los Angeles to introduce sister wives to the public, I still hadn't come clean to my coworkers and my superiors about either my lifestyle or the show. I was nervous about having this conversation. Cody told me not to bother. Mm. <sighs> he urged me to let them discover the show on their own. We had no idea it would become front page news in Utah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. That's That's Cody's advice. She, um, she was there saying, well, I don't know if it's the, it's not my nature. This it's not my nature to share more than necessary, but I felt that the ethical thing to do was to tell my supervisors the truth about the show and my family. You know, I figured I was going to be terminated, but I wanted to allow them to do it discreetly before sister wives began. I waited to tell them until the day before we left for the California, 
for California to announce the show to the Television Critics Association. After all, I wanted to keep my paycheck as long as possible. And basically, they were fine with it. They were just like... Yeah, I was going to say, did they fire No, they were fine with it. And I don't know if you're respectful towards your employer and not avoid it. Yeah, they liked her and they wanted to keep her. And they basically were just sort of like, are you going to mention this place that you work? No. Okay, great. You know, what do we care? They they said to her, you can do whatever you want. I thought she worked for the county or something. She does. Yeah. And so she was she was very worried that the county would be like the first people to be like, you're out of here. But I think that they just said, listen, you whatever you do in your private life is private. And if you want to have a show about it, it's like just as long as you don't tell people where you work. We're good. That's good. So I love Cody's advice. Well, just don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, be positive. Yes, be positive <laughs> about. Um, but yeah, she talks a little bit about being, you know, at work, and she's always hidden the fact that she uh, was a polygamist, and um, she, you know, she just never got into it. She would do things like, you know, she would, she just, she just, everyone assumed that she was LDS. So she just let them assume that right. she was LDS and she just kind of, kind of kept it moving, um, most of the time. So let's see. All right. Now she talks about these couch sessions. I don't think anyone in the family was prepared for the emotional toll of our couch sessions. Suddenly that was supposed to be a lighthearted look at our family, our fairly normal family turned into an investigation into our emotional scars and private struggles. Then she talks about how, like, when we set out to do the show, I imagine it would be like 19 kids and counting. Mm. You know, the Duggar family, which they have no problems. Thank goodness it didn't (laughs) turn out like that. (laughs) We thought the show would show the sweeter side of our life and never probe beneath the surface, you know. So, anywho. Well, lucky they did probe or we wouldn't be talking about this 12 years later. When Cody let slip that he had selected Robin's wedding dress himself, even after Mary, Christine, and I had taken her shopping as an important bonding experience, Christine was devastated and walked off off the set. The show has to fit into an hour of television. So, wait. Okay. Has to fit of television. So the necessary edits made it look as if she had returned immediately. The truth is she didn't come back for three days. <gasps> what? And they all had to put the same clothes back on? Yes. Whoa. We were a mess after that session. Wow. It took a while for us to heal, but we were stronger for it. Oh, so my God. That, that I was like, ooh, that's a hot take because um, it, they really did make it look like she went off. Yeah, like, for took 10 a few, minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then regrouped and came back. It was like, no, three days. Wow. Yes. Good for her. Yeah. So Janelle, and again, came out of the middle of nowhere. This, you know, her wanting a divorce came out of the middle of nowhere. Um, Janelle handles all the contracts for the show. Oh, <laughs> I love and, Janelle. Yeah. And so she also, um, and she really likes the fact that they're allowed to travel. That's one thing that she talks about that um, I think they all talk about a little bit, which is, you know, these people, they really did not have a lot of money. And, yeah. and Janelle is very straightforward. She's like, I have six kids, you know, a full-time job, uh, no money. And I never thought I would ever go to New York or mm. to Chicago or they to went any- to Hawaii. One yeah. Season. I mean, yeah. all of these things that they were doing, like she never thought that would ever be possible. So she's very grateful that she's had these opportunities. And I'm sure um, they, I don't know if anyone mentioned this, that they helped TLC helped pay for those weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Sure. That was a big, well, and, um, and she and the fact that Janelle says, I can acknowledge I can acknowledge Cody as my husband, mm-hmm. you know, in a very public way. I don't have to hide this anymore. Um, 
Let's see. In fact, since much of our lives is televised, I'm comforted with a great deal more of these other marriages than I was comfortable with in the past. I have to do my best to fight the impulse to compare my marriage to those of my sister wives. So basically now that everything's televised, they can see each other's marriages, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. There are certain things on the show that I'm not comfortable watching, such as Cody's intimate moments with another wife. Robin's, Robin's honeymoon certainly mm. falls into this category. Nobody wanted mm, to see that. Nobody wanted to see that honeymoon. I love watching the behind the scenes efforts that go into our show. I enjoy learning about marketing and media and the business side of the reality TV business. Since I handle the contracts for our family, I've acquired a lot of knowledge about the financial side of the entertainment industry, something I never imagined I'd come in contact with. So she enjoys these parts of it. Yeah, she's um, trying to learn something. Yeah, and then... Also, she talks about like naturally the show uh, offered all these opportunities. I would never have been able to take the kids on a camping trip to Big Bear, mm. renting a cabin in the mountains for at Christmas so that we watched that episode and we were we were asking about how if did TLC pay for yeah. this cabin? Um, and then she goes into but the damper, you know, there's a big damper. Lehigh Police Department were coming after them. Uh, let's see. And then I guess the show came out in September 2010. And by November 2010, they had to leave. It was that quick. Mm. Then so that and that so that was the Christmas um, holidays of 2010 when we see all of that, them fleeing. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, and they ended up, she said that they told um they told TLC at the very last second, and they didn't know if they were going to be able to stay with the show, if they were going to keep the show going. Um, but, but they did. Wow. Thank God. So this last thing, she talks about her relationship with Cody. Cody and I had more and less time together, less time as Cody was spread thin between four separate households and more time because we were all looking for work. Cody and I really struggled with each other. When I'm yanked out of a familiar surroundings, I often begin to question my place in the world and in the family. Not having a job for the first time in ages really shook me. This is when they first got to Vegas. I have always identified myself as career woman, and now for the first time in my life, I was a stay-at-home mom. Shortly after we arrived in Vegas, I found myself in the throes of a full-fledged identity crisis. I was miserable, and I took that misery out on others, especially Cody. I was on a verifiable fault-finding mission. And so things were really tense for the two of them. She was having a really hard time not you could, working. You could tell, like, yeah, her just, yeah, that whole, her whole vibe when they first got there and they were living in that... Um, rental. One big yeah, rental yeah. house. She looked shell-shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she had to decide, like, do I want to be in this marriage or not? Yeah. Do I want to keep going? And so basically she, she's like, I didn't want our relationship to disintegrate. So one day I decided to say something caring to Cody. He immediately responded with something loving in return. And that's all it took, which made me think, you know what, Cody, you can't do that. Like, why is it all on Janelle? Like at right. one point you couldn't have recognized couldn't have seen she was struggling and, and, and maybe been there, but or, as opposed to telling her like, don't worry yeah, about be it. Be positive. Be positive. He's the worst. He is. Okay. Christine. So this is this whole thing and how how all of this came about. So again, you know, in school, she never felt comfortable trying out for sports or plays. You know, she always wanted to be as low profile as possible. She was raised in a climate of fear. And we all know this about how her grandfather and how her mm -hmm. father was split up from the family. And so this has always been a big deal. So she's always had to be really private about her life and, um, you know, so on and so forth. So 
Oh, this is funny too. So the first day at work, she gets this new job. She's living in Powell, Wyoming with um, Mary, Cody, and um, Janelle. And she gets this job and um, she gets this job at work. And it was like the two, it was her and this other woman in this tiny office. And they get to know each other. And she's telling her all about her husband, Cody, and his two sisters, Mary and Janelle, and they all live together. And, you know, then she got into her car and she was going to drive home. And then she couldn't bring herself to leave the parking lot. She, I hated myself for having to lie to my boss on the first day of work. I turned off my car and marched back into the museum. My boss was surprised to see me so soon. She said, I lied to you. I said, I'm sorry. Cody's my husband. Mary and Janelle are my sister wives. Together, we have three children. And I will always refer to these children as my children since we are one family. And of course, the boss was like, I had a feeling about that. That's okay. <laughs> no worries. So it was just like Christine feeling like I can tell people. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, I don't have to keep this a secret forever and ever and ever. All right. So. Christine got this job at this company organization called Principal Voices. So Principal Voices, it's the it's the um, face of polygamy, essentially. So, um, you know, if you are someone in the world who has questions about polygamy or you, you know, they're an advocate for polygamy and that was their job. So um, after I had been at on principal voices for a few years, I started to think that openness about our lifestyle might lead to more freedom. This realization coincided with an offer from a television journalist who was looking for a polygamous family to interview. Um, so they all went to the four adults and our six eldest children flew to New York for an interview with the producer. Wow. Although we were running a risk appearing as a family in front of television cameras, the risk was temp- tempered by the fact that the journalist didn't have an actual television program on the air yet. He was using our story as a demo or a promo that would be shown to the public. Although we spoke openly on the show, the whole event seemed somewhat secretive and private, which was a great relief. Then she, so because of Christine's personality and her her bubbliness and how much people like her, they used her, this principal mm-hmm. voices as like, hey, the, the local news is coming down. Can you talk to them? Or, hey, you need to go to this group of right, people. Right, because she's, she's, warm. she's um, captivating. Yes, yeah. yes. So... So she became sort of that voice. And so producers, so first this producer comes because of her uh-huh. and says, hey, do you are you interested in doing this? And they did that. And then the production crew mentioned doing a document. So the same group said, okay, let's do a documentary show with our family. And even though we refused, it started us to make think about the possibility of telling our story publicly. So now this kind of puts this bee, you mm-hmm. know, like it plants a seed. And suddenly Cody... This is, I mean, she doesn't say it outright, but basically she, you know, had been working there for several years. She was the spokesperson. They start to get this interest. And then suddenly Cody gets this beat in his bonnet about telling the story and going public. Um, any documentary maker or television producer who wants to explore polygamy first goes to Principal Voices. For years, the woman who leads the organization had been fielding requests for families willing to tell their story to the public. There are very few families and individuals who want to participate in anything that can endanger harm or expose their family, especially when it comes to large-scale media event. Um, so she was approached several times. I was approached a few times about telling our family story. One day, I told Cody how often I was asked about coming out as a family and sharing our life with the public. Why didn't you tell me about any of these requests? Cody asked. And she was like, okay. Because you, know. you never talked to yeah. me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. I'm the basement wife. <laughs> right. And then he says, the next time you're approached about telling our family story, let me know. By coincidence, 
I've been con- contacted through Principal Voices by an independent producer, Tim Gibbons, who was looking to do a reality show about a polygamous family. So right, so Christine, Christine did it happen. I cannot believe this. this. That this is the end result of all of this. And this, I wrote this down. I said, "Fuck you, Cody." <laughs> How was how was loving her? How did you? How so, is this a sacrifice a for sacrifice. you, Cody? How is this a sacrifice? She made this happen. If she was not part of this organization. If she did not have the personality that exactly. she did, it was her. She made this. They happen. never would have if it was him and Janelle and Mary. Ugh. They they they, they, they yeah. never would have even gotten into the room. Yes. Yes. Christine made this. Oh, my mind is blown. It is. I know when I when I was reading that yesterday, I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" So she's th- responsible yes, for this fucking yes, show. Yes, she is responsible for all of it. And the thing is, is that you know, Cody right now, Ugh. he doesn't have to go to a job. He he is now he can charge people a hundred dollars to talk into a phone to say, "Hey, happy birthday, John, and yeah. welcome to you." Like he can't live. Such a cush lifestyle. I'm sorry. He just he just moves logs around. I mean, yeah, I don't know he what he do does. Any he work. does not do any work. It saved your family financially. You were able to travel and have all of this stuff, and all of it was because of Christine. So f you, Cody. Wow. Okay. Now here, I'm wondering what is the timeline of this happening? Obviously, Robin's not in the family yet. No. And him meeting Robin, had he already met Robin or did he meet See, Robin after this and think this will be great for the TV show? Oh, that's a good question. I have to look at the Robin stuff. I feel like, so she and Cordy, she and Cody were courting each other the way she says it. And then he brings up the show. So Okay, I, so he already knew. He knew Robin. He, oh. I think he, he and Robin already met by this, before the show started. So when they're in New York pitching this thing or So whatever. yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. Like, I think that it took several years. Like, I think she was at this thing. I think that producers were coming. I think that these people were interested. They went to New York. They did it. Nothing came of it. They talked to some other people. Something didn't come of it. And um, they kind of told it out of order here a little bit. But, um, and then that, and then she talked to Cody and Cody's like, well, start telling me about these things. And then mm-hmm. Tim Gibbons showed up. Yes, yeah, I think this is so close in time. It mm-hmm. could go either way. It could. I be. think there's a possibility that he 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 and Mary like did this to because they thought it would be good for the show. I mean, I think he liked Robin too, but yeah. Well, this is a good thing to investigate. To yeah, figure out the timeline of this because I don't know. It, it, it's interesting how I think the the way the book is written. You know, it's they're obviously obviously protecting each other protecting their brand, protecting the show. But I also feel like they're protecting TLC a lot of the times too. So they don't really get into mm-hmm. the nitty gritty of this happened and this happened and this happened. Right. So yeah. So doesn't that, isn't that mind That's blowing? That's mind blowing. Because I always assumed that it was Cody. Yeah, that like he sought it out. He sought it out that he want. Well, he did. He basically told her she was turning stuff down, but that he was the one that he, I swear to God, I, I thought like he probably got a camera and put together a sizzle reel and probably right. mailed it off to a bunch of producers and these people bit and then they showed up. But and if Christine did it. wasn't his wife, he wouldn't have gotten no. it. No. If it was just him and Mary and Janelle, I'm sorry. That's yes. not compelling. Exactly. But she she made this happen. Right. It was through her connections. And I'm sorry. I still think that they, they got Robin in there to make it more attractive. Yeah. To, to make the show more attractive. Yeah. Ooh, wow. And now I really wonder about this, but um, so she she says that it was a good time for the show because Warren Jeffs was on trial and they needed to provide um, a counterpoint. 
Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why they wanted to do it. So then she gets into you know, filming. So when filming began, it was really strange. It was difficult to know how to behave with the camera rolling. It seemed trivial to be concerned about superficial things. But if I knew the crew was showing up for an early morning shoot, I was worried about how I would look without makeup. Mm. Should I do my hair? Can I let them see me in my pajamas? These were totally new concerns in my life. So this is what I love. And this shows you a lot about Christine and Mary. Mm -hmm. Like Mary gets up an hour earlier to put on Someone really needs to help her with her makeup. It really terrible makeup to help her with her makeup. um, She gets up to do all this. And Christine, just being Christine, is just like, oh, maybe I should run a comb through my hair. Yeah. I mean, she she thought about it. She thought about it. I got I got all these kids. I got 12 kids. Yeah, I don't have time to do my makeup. Suddenly, even the most basic things got a lot more complicated. Life was pleasantly chaotic before, but the show added a new dimension. I worried about my kids' outfits and their uncombed hair. (laughs) I realized that some of their rooms might look unacceptable to a television audience. I had to repaint them and buy new bedding and bunk beds. I also realized how dirty the house was. I'm a pretty aggressive cleaner, but with five kids and another on the way, I was pregnant with Truly when we started shooting. Cleaning became a job in itself. And that's one of the things I've heard people comment on this a lot about, like, how dirty and dingy their house our house was. I mean, I never really noticed that. I never that, noticed but it. It was a little cluttered. Yeah, but I think that um, it, it sounds like even, I think that was a few steps up, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Like if people thought that was dirty, I guess it was even dirtier before because uh-huh. she, she did a once over. Um, let's see. Who was saying it was dirty? I've just heard people talk about when I've read things and heard people talk about the show, they always talk about how dirty that Lehigh house was. Oh. It was dark and dirty and yeah. kind of dingy and all of that. It was just not well decorated. It was cluttered yeah, and it was but dark. You know what? <laughs> God, you got all these kids and it's just yeah. insanity all the time. So, um, and then she also talks about the press tours and she was worried about what the reporters were going to talk to her about. She was worried about reporters taking things out of context. Um, she also said it was a whole new ball game with them traveling because i think that up till this point i i'm sure of it that the five of them probably without children had never traveled no and so it's going to take care of all those kids i don't know but that was part of the show was they when they were promoting the show they were getting flown around everywhere and again just like what janelle was saying like fancy hotels lots yeah. to do like fun she was like it was like go 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 all the time but this was the first time they had ever really traveled and she said that it was a new experience i mean i guess i think it was a little bit like maybe much like what it is at home where they are all getting on each other's nerves (laughs) but she was kind enough not to say that so this is what christine says at the end part of this empowering feeling comes from the freedom of being open as a family I know that our decision has made us stronger adults and more secure, not just in our individual marriages, but as a single family unit. I'm especially happy for our kids. No longer do they have to duck awkward questions from curious classmates or strangers who wonder how so many siblings could be so close in age. Even now in their Las Vegas public school, they are proud to call one another brother and sister. Now Janelle's kids confidently confidently introduce me to their friends as one of my moms. This is what I love about Christine. Like, this is what she gets from it all. It's just... Yeah. All right. And then finally, Robin. Um, so we, yeah, Robin talks about her growing up in polygamy. So her father, so her mother was the father's second wife. And she talks about how her dad couldn't acknowledge them at all. That one time they were all at the park and he saw someone from work and he basically just walked away from the family and like had to pretend like, I don't even know these people. 
because at work they he had a different wife well can i interject yes okay i um saw this somewhere god knows on one of the many forums um i read that robin's mother was not an official like plural wife that she was a mistress how what yeah that she was the mistress of a man and that's probably why he had to walk away from them at the park yeah. um who had a family mm-hmm. and um they did not know about her her mom was his mistress so this was okay so the first the first wife doesn't know about the second wife so this is just an it's an affair yeah it's a good old-fashioned affair and second family yes interesting now that could be completely false Mm -hmm. but it was i just wanted to put that out there yeah it's a rumor but you know a lot of times a lot of that stuff that you read (laughs) on social media it turns out to be true it's frightening anywho go ahead um yeah. So, I mean, and then I can imagine, listen, love or hate Robin, I can imagine you're w- being at the park with your Whatever father. Whatever that was, it was your fucked father, up. Yeah. yeah. Y- your father walking away. And that, yes, I, that is difficult to deal with and, and confusing and weird. Because her mother then got, quote unquote, divorced because she has this dad who raised her, who she calls her stepdad. Mm-hmm. But he, th- when she says dad... She refers to her dad here, and then she talks about this. I the way it's written, this is the same dad, the same dad we see on TV, is this dad, the dad that's on. Well, TV wait a minute, her, hold on. So she says stepdad. she said my father noticed one of his colleagues, and then, um, hmm, my father, and then does she call the other person dad? We'll get there, but she says father. So let me, maybe, maybe it is two different people, but she doesn't, she doesn't explain that in the book. I think it's two different people. I think Robin, um, whitewashes a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, of course. And, um, I think that the, what happened was her mom may have been having an affair with this guy and then they, and then it stopped and then she married this other guy. And that's the guy. And that's the guy she calls the stepfather who was there when she gave birth and you know, all that that whole word thing. Stepfather. Huh. All right. Well, then she she gets into this whole story about this friend and like confiding on the friend and the friend being like, I thought you were LDS. How could you lie? Blah, blah, blah. And it seemed like they're still friends today. They're good. They just don't talk about this stuff, I guess. She says, I had been the first wife in my first marriage. (laughs) The only one. Robin, the (laughs) only wife. You were not a first wife. You were just a wife. Although we were in the same church that I am in now, we never got to the stage in which we considered taking a second wife. My husband and I believed the principle, but things were too rocky between us to consider a plural marriage. This meant that during our marriage, we never really had to worry about how we looked to outsiders. We were a young couple with three young children. It was easy to pass as Mormon. Okay, so by the time we, so this is the thing, by the time we meet Robin, how old is Dayton? Is Dayton like like nine, 10, 10, 11-ish? Okay, so- and how, and she, she'd, let's say she'd been divorced a couple years. So eight years you were married. Oh, like, yeah. She was so, actually married for nine years. So for nine years you married and you're, so the marriage was in such turmoil for not the entire nine years mm-hmm. that despite your faith that is always saying you should add more people in, add more people in. I mean, Cody very much has been very clear with, Ugh, okay, it's just Janelle, let's bring in, Let's bring in Janelle. Oh, these two aren't getting along. Let's bring in Christine. Like, mm-hmm. if you're, 
if you're miserable and struggling, technically with a poor yeah, marriage, bring you someone bring else someone in. in. That's how it works. You know what? I'm beginning to think that Robin is just she has just made all this stuff up to suit the narrative. Yeah. So that she can be on this TV show and she can marry Cody and I think she she's just a regular person who had a regular I don't think she was raised in polygamy. I, I don't think that, you know, this whole thing about her being a first wife, it's ridiculous. Anyway, continue. Um, so and then okay, so this is to answer your question from earlier. She said she you know hiding and blah blah blah. Okay, so when I started dating Cody, however, hiding the truth about my faith became trickier. When people asked me about the man I was dating, I didn't know what to tell them since Cody often visited me in St. George. Acquaintances were aware that he had children, so she didn't know how to tell people if he had one kid, two kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hiding is not who I am in my nature. Let's see. And then I wish I didn't have to lie to my faith. I wasn't entirely prepared to be as open as Cody hinted I might have to be if I chose chose to marry him. When Cody first told me that he and my potential future sister wives were going to be on a television program, I dismissed it as a pipe dream. Pipe dream. I didn't question or challenge him, but I remember thinking, yeah, right, you're going to be on TV. So this makes it seem like they were already dating. Okay. So their courtship progressed towards an engagement. I realized that the television show which had seemed like a huge fantasy was in fact a reality. If I married Cody, I would be signing on for this show. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's all very close, but she has said many times that because the, because the TV show wanted to, to, um, because the TV show wanted to use the wedding as like the end of season one Mm -hmm. that she and Cody had to wait a whopping such a long time, eight months or something. So less than a year. Uh, Let's see. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. While Cody and I were courting, I went through a period where I turned to God and asked him, you seriously want me to be on a TV show? This is what you want from me? It just seemed preposterous. I know what that God guides my life, but he seemed to be leading me down a strange and dangerous path. <laughs> um, I did. So I did consider not marrying Cody because of the show. I was searching for stability and simplicity. Okay, Bullshit. If you're if you're if you're looking for stability and simplicity, just find a guy. Just find a guy with no kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Th- like this is simple. Yeah. Simplicity. This is stability. You can't pay for anything. Yeah. They're and broke. Simplicity. They're broke, and, and they have tw- tons of kids. It's chaos. Yes. Instead, I was hurtling towards a big, scary unknown. I remember being very concerned about the consequences we might face when the show aired. Um, and then she said, when my sister wives told, told their families about the show, most of their relatives came to terms with the decision to go public as long as their own families were not dragged into the spotlight. My family, however, was horrified by my decision. They could not accept or understand this choice. They found it morally wrong and personally dangerous. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but I did it anyway. Yes, I and did then, it anyway. And then my stepdad and my mom both came on the show. Yeah. Has the mom been on the show yet? Yeah, oh, okay. she was on the show once. They had a, a episode where all the moms came on. Oh, that's right. All of the, yes, yes. Everybody's I've mom. seen that yeah. one, yeah. So let's see. It was a domino effect. Suddenly my, si- okay, this is what happened with Robin's family. Suddenly my siblings' friends who knew me from growing up might realize that if I'm a polygamist, then my brothers and sisters are too. Several of my siblings who are still in high school became very angry with me for outing them by proxy. 
All Of all my relatives, my mother struggled the most with my decision. She still blocks my posts on Facebook page because she doesn't want to answer the intrusive questions that would follow. She isn't ready yet to be as open about her beliefs as I am. So her family was very upset about all of this stuff. And then she gets into this thing about, like my mother, my father, so she says father again, was opposed to the participation in sister wives. Although he is retired, he worked at a city job for his entire life and had to hide his marriage to my mother. Mm -hmm. When I decided to be part of the show, I think he worried about what would happen to me as well. But after he saw how people reacted to us after seeing the show aired, approaching us on the street, wanting to talk to us and writing encouraging letters, he began to relax and opened up to the show. In fact, he agreed to be filmed dancing with me at my wedding and giving birth. (laughs) So, but that guy's her stepfather. (laughs) That's what she calls him on the show. Okay. Yeah, I don't... So that's not the polygamy father. Okay. But she just says father the whole time. We I know. know his first name. I know. I'm just saying that yeah. she's confusing us. Yeah. She needs to, like, help oh, us out here. She is. Okay. I'll, I'll keep... I'm going to... I know we're a lot of times so are going to move quickly. Okay. But she just basically said, being on a television show really altered my entry into the family and into plural marriage. Sadly, during the first season, many of our fans cast me as a homewrecker out to destroy Mary, Janelle, and Christine's happy family. I try not to dwell on the internet commentary, but since I think it's important to interact with our fans, I can't entirely avoid it. There have been so many negative comments about me that it's been difficult to shrug them off. People believe I have an ulterior motive, that I want Cody to myself and not because I love the family or my sister wives. People believe I'm manipulative and conniving. I usually place last in the favorite sister wife bowl. Um... (laughs) This this is what I think is really interesting is it's Robin and Mary are the ones that talk about people hating them. But yeah. Janelle and Christine, not at all. I just think that's that is, interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure people aren't fans of Christine or Janelle. So I just but think I it's interesting. Christine and Janelle don't care as much. Yes. Yes. Um, it's ironic that the show itself was a catalyst submit for many of the troubles and struggles that we dealt with on camera. If not for the show, Cody and I would have been married quickly and quietly with little fanfare. The wedding became a storm cloud that hovered over us during the couch session. She gets into the whole thing about like, you know, uh, things that could have been beautiful and special or fodder for analysis. I had to deal with the world's opinion about the fact that Cody picked my dress. I had to deal with the world's thoughts about, about him kissing me during our engagement. Everybody on the couch and in the audience felt the need to participate in what seemed to be an endless commentary and judgment on my wedding, the reception and the honeymoon. For me, at least, it cheapened and stripped away the beauty of something special. I felt that because of the show, nothing had been left for me. Well, just get off the Internet, Robin. You don't yeah. have to read all this. Um, and then she gets it. This is the final thing. So she talks about how she she when she was <laughs> at her lowest and she got divorced, she sat down and wrote this note about like what she really wanted from her life. And one was like to get married. And another one was, um, you know, to meet Oprah was one of them. She got to meet Oprah and, and um, to, you know, travel more, which she got to do. So she's been able to like, she had a little bit of a bucket list that mm-hmm. she was able to do that. So this is her thing. So growing up polygamist has made me aware of all repressed people in the world who are treated as second-class citizens on account of their beliefs, their choices, or their race, races and ethnicities. Living the way I do and being treated as I have been has made me extremely tolerant and open-minded. 
We all have the right to choose our partners in, in this life. Every adult should be able to choose whom to love and practice the faith of his or her choice. I hope that our story goes a long way towards making this possible in our community and for those who are persecuted. I feel confident that I will be able to check change the world off my list, my life list. Wow. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Robin is changing the world. She's changing the world. Yeah, her and, you know, the Dalai Lama and... Um, yeah, and know. Oprah. Yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Nelson Mandela. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. And Robin. Robin Brown. Robin Brown. So, and then the epilogue, like I said, it was just, you know, Cody coming back around going, you know, just just going in circles about like, when we decided to tell our story and blah, 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 and then Lehigh and persecuted and then we're here and we didn't know if we were going to make it in Vegas and then we did and, you know, hey, you can do it. You know, life is full of this stuff. My biggest question is they, they all talk endlessly about acceptance. Like we just want to be accepted for our beliefs. But I really do wonder, like, how do you feel about gay people? How do you feel mm -hmm. about, right? I mean, equal rights, equal for rights, everybody, anybody. Yeah. How all, do you all... feel about a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, do you really feel that? Or do you just don't, yeah. you just want people to accept your religion? That's all. I don't know. Well, I Oof, remember what a journey. I remember there was one episode where, um, Leon and Audrey are going to the women's march mm -hmm. um, okay. in Washington D.C. and they ask they ask Mary and uh, and Janelle to go with them. Have you gotten to this? No, I haven't gotten. Okay, to so you know it's right after Trump's been elected, the big women's march, and they're telling Cody, you know, uh, Janelle and Mary are telling Cody that they're going and they're excited. They want to support them. It's really mm -hmm. important to them. And Cody just, he had this look on his face, like <sighs> fucking women's march. He's like, well, you know, um, I think people should be more concerned about the fact that, you know, uh, I don't have religious freedom, you know, talk, basically oh, saying that Cody. his religious freedom was more important than women's rights. Mm -hmm. And why would you go to this march on women's for women's rights when he didn't have religious freedom? And then he started talking about what that that um, Joe Darger guy was oh, doing. Gone. And he just went off on this tangent and everyone's just looking at him like. Um, OK, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think Cody is, I mean, he did accept Leon. But I've heard him uh, well, say initially, many times. Initially. I, I've heard him say many times that Leon isn't getting along with the family. Yeah, and that's I don't code know, for. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like Leon's having a hard time and kind of taking some space? Or does that mean like you don't, you don't accept Leon yeah. and Leon doesn't, I you think, and Leon don't I think talk. when Leon came out as being gay, he he accepted that. He dealt with that. I think that what has happened with Leon since, I think, is a bridge too far mm -hmm. for him. I yeah, think, I think I it's believe that. too much for him. He is not nice to Gwendolyn. Yes, that I know about that one. Um, yeah. You know, he's he he is affiliated with people and groups that are not tolerant of a lot of um, human rights, equal rights. So. Yeah, yeah I don't mm -hmm. know. I mean. Anyway, yeah. so this is what we've learned. Christine made this all happen. Yes. All of these people, Queen the plexus, Christine. the plexus money, the Lulu Row yeah. money, because again, no one would be buying these stupid products from you guys if you weren't on the show. Right. I'm sorry. 
all of this, you, you know, Mary's heritage, Lizzie's heritage thing and the, the women's, you know, if yeah. you're getting six grand for people to show up. Cody's to cameos. Yeah, all of it gun is, shows. is because of Christine. And also Christine, because, you know, she does have a camera presence mm -hmm. and sparkly personality. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's getting these opportunities now. She's got her this cooking show and I'm sure mm -hmm. she'll get more stuff and She's on TikTok and she's just selling the heck out of yeah. all this stuff, you know? Yeah. So, so that's God. what I want to know if it's, is it Plexus or is it getting rid of Cody that, <laughs> that's made her look so good? So. I think getting rid of Cody, yeah. number one, Ugh. hands down. Yeah. And Janelle too. All right. So we did it. We read, we read the, yes, book, and we, the book. We talked about it. All right. Well, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this podcast, then please um, give us a go to Apple and give us a five star review and then subscribe and tell a friend or two or three or 50 about the show. Um, we have an email address, which is what is it? Psych Legal Pop podcast, podcast at gmail.com. So uh, if you have any show ideas or things that you'd be interested in us covering, please let us know. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks. For, All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for keeping up with this whole multi-part uh, book. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.